Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is a singer-songwriter, an eclectic performer influenced by the local jazz sounds and her Brazilian, indigenous, and African heritage. Please welcome Cisa Pais. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here, Rob. This is this is this is my pleasure. It's, it's like I said earlier, you know, bringing on someone. I, I like how when you walk from the outside to the inside, you you had your your weapon of choice. You had your guitar on hand always. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, so I gave the very very ten thousand foot view of what your background is, but I think it's always best when the artist and the guest describes what their work is. So, give us those vital stats. How, um, describe your work. How'd you get started? Things like that. Sure, sure. So my name is Cista Paz. Like you said, I'm from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and I've been living in the U.S. over 20 years. I was actually born in Belgium because just by chance because my dad was working there. I don't know why, but people find that very interesting to me. It's just normal. But it is kind of strange because people are like, where in Brazil are you from? I'm like, Rio, I think. <laughs> but I also I also assimilate with a lot of other places in, in Brazil, like Bahia and um Brasilia, which are places that I lived and that I love. So it's a, it's a very big country. So it's kind of nice to be able to pick, pick and choose. I've been doing music virtually my whole life, but I didn't start taking it seriously and really going into it as a profession until about maybe 10 years ago, nine or 10 years ago. And that's when I started singing in a band and I started getting out there performing, performing. And then I started writing and I started studying more. I started getting more into my craft. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm, well, right now I'm on a little sabbatical, but after that, I'm going to go resume to the studies and so forth. I, I always have my guitar near, like you saw, and I, I just, it's, it's my love, you know, it's, it's what makes me happy. So if I'm in a funky mood or something, or I'm too tired to do anything, all, all I can do is just play some music and it makes me happy. So, and that's what I hope to give to people as well. And I'm, I'm working on, on my second album now, but we can get more into that later. <laughs> that's great. That's great. And I think it's um, it, it's a key thing when you have w whatever it is the, that implement with you, whether it be if you're, you know, you're a musician, singer. So you, you have your guitar there with you. It's just like it's, a, it's an extension of you. Um, for me, mm -hmm. I am a nobody. No, I, I I'm a podcaster. I'm a person that have to come down with ideas. I'm, I'm a thought guy. So I need to have a notepad mm -hmm. with you. I need to always have something where I can just get down ideas and be able to come back to it. And so I definitely relate to always having your your thing with you. Yeah. So what was the role of music early in your life and, and who are, what are some of your uh, early creative influences? You mean uh, musicians or overall? Uh, so um, I guess it's a, it's a two part question or it's really just two questions. So uh, speak on the, the role of music early in your life and who or what were some of your creative influences? So I can just be as broad as you want it to be. Sure. So when I was 10, my dad gave me my first guitar. And I used to sit at home and listen to records, you know, in my mom's record player and memorize the songs and look at all the cool, the cool inserts and so forth. And, you know, how, how we used to do the whoever, whoever remembers this is, is my age or older. And so um, that was kind of my first introduction to music. There's no musicians in my family, which is unfortunate. And there's very few artists. So I actually had to fend for myself and get out there and, you know, meet people who were musicians and and that took a while i started out as a dancer and at first i wanted to be a dancer and then 
I kind of had a baby kind of early and, you know, life happens and you just start uh, living your life and trying to get by and trying to make money and, you know, just trying to pay your bills. And, and you, for, you don't, I never forgot what I wanted, my dreams, like with the music and the dance. And I continued to do it, but it, it took a while for me to really, really get started. So in the beginning, it was more doing a lot of listening and understanding and trying to understand what was coming out and being really inspired by people like Gilberto Gil, Caetano Veloso, uh, Elis Regina, Gal Costa, so many, and so many, Javon, so many other people that I am in love with. And till this day, I listen to on a regular basis. So they were kind of the foundation of my music. And then as time went on, I started opening my mind up to different different things and different rhythms and different ideas. And I moved to the States and I started getting really into soul music and, and R&B, old school R&B and some hip hop. So there's that influence as well. And then there's the African influence, which is huge already in Brazil to begin with. And then kind of people going full circle now with, with uh, communicating more with, with the internet and with uh, collaborations and, so anyway, that's a really long-winded answer. I think I gave you more than what you asked for, but I mean, more more is better. This this is definitely, I think, one of those things that I, I always have to go back and, and thank you for sharing that, by the way. But I always have to go back and think, who is it for? You know, who who's the podcast for? Who? And it's like it's it's for people who might be interested in the artist, but it's also people who are artists too. That it's like, yeah, so tell me more about your process. Oh, there is a way you can do that. Oh, life does happen. Right. And it, it's important to hear that from other people who are doing the thing, who are creating, who are making stuff. So it's, it's big. So thank you for sh share, share, share away. Uh, <laughs> So you, you touched on the the, the, the the new project forthcoming, and I want to learn a bit more about that. So I'll kind of open that question up by asking this question or open that conversation up by asking this question. Um, th describe your creative process when you're writing new music. Sure. So I actually, let's see, when I was growing up and, and going through all this process that I was talking about with the discovering music and trying to understand it and so forth, I was afraid to write for a long time. And I was like, I don't think I can do this, you know, because writing was for the very famous and, and hot shots, you know, and I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then more recently in the last maybe seven or eight years, I was like, you know what, maybe I can do this because I always wrote a lot of poetry and just kind of kept it in a drawer somewhere. And I was like, let me take some of my poetry. Let me see if I can make it into a song. So that's what I started doing in the beginning, the very beginning when I started writing. I, I started trying to put melodies to, to um, the poems. And you find that when you do that, you have to kind of change, um, change your phrasing or change your words, or maybe you want to make this rhyme, but that not rhyme. And this, this sentence has to be shorter or longer to get depending on your melody. And so it's almost like putting a, a puzzle together, you know? Yeah. Yes. I want the, I want the lyrics to say this, but I might have to say it with completely different words that I began with for it to actually fit into this melody that I really like. And I want to make it, make the song into this. Right. So that, it was, that was kind of for me working backwards. And sometimes I still do it that way, but then I started studying more and so I started learning about theory and about harmony and about, um, making things fit together in, in a way that's actually that's actually 
I mean, I'm not going to say correct because I don't think there's correct and incorrect. First of all, music is natural. Music is something that comes from the gods. It's something that is nature. It's completely where everyone is connected to music. We're all in this together. So it's not like we made it up. We did not make music up. <laughs> music is there for us, like the trees, like the wind, like like the, the birds and, and all that stuff. So music is just another element, right? It's almost like an, another element. So I started, but I started learning how people were, how they kind of created the theory maybe behind it or, or, or trying to understand it. You know what I mean? Almost yeah. like, like you have the Bible because you're trying to understand God and religion. You have music theory because you're trying to understand music. And then and there's still some things that are like, don't really make sense to everybody. So anyway, so I started studying about that and I was able to uh, apply some theory to the, the compositions and, and try to become a little bit more, more fancy with things here and there, or, or just to make it actually easier to write where if you follow some kind of a pattern, then it's actually easier. But then sometimes you follow the pattern and you're like, ah, but I kind of want to put, put this chord in here. And so you go by feeling too, feeling and theory and mix it all up. <laughs> So tell, tell me about the, the new project. So where, where is, so this is your second project um, album, right? And how, where is, how, where have you grown at musically from a songwriter standpoint, from the, the first project to, to this project that you're, that, that's coming soon? Yeah, I kind of touched on that already, you know, talking about how before, how I wrote before, mostly I using just my lyrics, just my poetry. I would, and I gave it to someone in the beginning. I would give it to someone and, and say, hey, can you turn this into a song? Yeah. And then they would do it. With, so it would be my, my lyrics and their music. But now I'm, I'm able to actually write my own music. And so I can, I can do a whole song by myself, but, or, or I can collaborate with someone else, which I've done a lot of too. And, and which is really fun and amazing because they think of things that you don't think of and vice versa. And we're like, Oh wow, that was really cool. I would never have thought of that. So collaborating is very magical as well. So I've, I've been doing a lot of that. And I actually, I'm working on my third album now because the second one has taken so oh. long. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty much ready. It's just, there's some finishing touches. I'm waiting for a musician that has to record a few things for me. Hopefully in a couple of weeks, he's going to do that. And we just put down his piano a couple of weeks ago in DC. So, so there's just finishing touches and then it's going to go to mix and master and then it's going to be done. So I actually already have like another four songs ready for the third one. And I might be putting out an EP or, or maybe even a single before my second album comes out, if, if it doesn't hurry up and come out, but it actually needs to come out this spring. So you said that this is going to air in March. So hopefully in March, I'm hope by then I should have some tour dates. So maybe you can, you can announce it somehow. <laughs> I, I like that. Um, and I'll pull up, you know, the whole thing, like, Hey, what's, what's up, <laughs> what it is. Uh, so I, I think that uh, I, I know from my standpoint as a, a person around creatives and doing my own creative practice, I have a, a mantra or a thought process when I'm maybe performing. So I'll do podcast live and there's always a performance component here. Like I'm vamping right now, you know? Um, so tell me about any mantra or thought process you have process that you have in performing. Cause I hear that you're, 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 you're a fire performer. I've seen a few videos. I've seen some stuff out there. So how do you energize that audience and connect with them? So speak on your performing. 
you know, performing for me is something that just, um, it's really, it's hard to explain. So in the beginning, I used to get nervous about performing mm -hmm. and maybe it was not as natural. Now, thankfully, I feel more comfortable on the stage. And so I can just kind of be myself. And I, and I think that when we're performing, no, ma no matter if you're new or you've been doing it for a while, you give a lot of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's a certain there's a certain time and when you have a little bit of experience you learn how to be careful about how much energy you give because it, you can, it can be very depleting so i remember when i started performing at the end of the performance i would sometimes feel extremely exhausted and get like migraines or something because i was giving way too much you know yeah. what i mean ah take my soul <laughs> you know? and now it's like wait 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 the soul's mine but here, let me show it to you. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. a little bit different. <laughs> I, I had to, I, I like, I've not had a lot of performance, like opportunities, like doing live podcasts and things like that. I've, I've, I've done a handful of them, but they've been pretty, pretty decent sized ones and kind of important ones. So it's like, uh, the last one that comes to mind before the inside times I'll call uh COVID was, um, our 10th anniversary show for my um, podcast network. And, it was just like, I fashioned myself as a MacGyver, as a problem solver. So it was just all types of problems. And I kind of went in without having the proper prep because I was solving and putting out so many different fires. And you're right. That energy was gone. I was like, I don't want to be on stage. I'm going to be lacking. I'm going to be beat. But yeah. I'm able to compartmentalize it in a way. And it came out really well. The performance people liked it. People raved about it. But I was exhausted. I was like, I want to bed right now. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> I want to be away from everyone. <laughs> exactly. You just want to be alone. Close your door. Everybody leave me alone. Especially if you're an artist, because we tend to be very sensitive people and very sensitive souls. And so we get depleted more easily and we give more easily too. So so we have to be careful. So we have we need to have that time to regroup and and find our center again and that's kind of sort of sort of kind of what i'm doing now i'm taking a little bit of a sabbatical this winter and of course i'm still doing music because that's impossible to to just completely be off of music. <laughs> i don't want to anyway i'm just not doing as many performances i'm doing a couple in dc now but uh after that i'm probably going to be taking a little break and until the and just working on my my tour dates for the spring and my my albums and things like that yeah, this, it's important to be able to take those those breaks. Like uh, when I when I tell people like about like this thing, this whole podcast series, it's like, oh, I don't know the people really before I, I talk with them. It's like, how do you do that? I was like <laughs> with class and a lot of nice smiles. But yeah. uh, but really, it's you, you you you're pick, you're picking up so many different things that can happen. It's like, oh, what if this person thinks I suck? What if what if this person's bad? What, what you know, all of these what ifs, and it's definitely very draining. So I, I definitely relate to having to take that little sabbatical and still loving it, still loving what you do because you're doing it because you love it. Not that it's, 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 you know, a job or have you. It's like, no, I, I love doing this. And I had to take a sabbatical. I just had, like, I'll do 10 to 15 interviews in a week. And 
it, and it's a lot of energy coming in different personalities, different sensitivities. So for interviews, I got to say, like, not, I like doing them, but I wouldn't be able to do 10, 15 a week. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> the time, like, no, I just want to sit here and play my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I think with it, it's it's just like there's a the research that goes into it. It's all of these different things that they go into it, and it's still fun. And it's fun learning about. Oh wow, you do this really great art. Let me check this out. And at the same time, it's just like, all right, if this doesn't go well, or if this gets canceled, or what have you, you have to be able to take that time away to reengage and recenter yourself, as you were saying. Mm-hmm. So. What are some of your your interests outside of your your music, and what do you enjoy most about that interest or those interests? Oh, I have a lot of interests. I guess um, <laughs> woodworking is one of the ones that I'm kind of working on now because I'm designing a kitchen and and making my own cabinets. So that's something that I love doing. I'm an amateur at it for sure, but you know I can cut a straight line, <laughs> put some pocket hole joints together, and. You know, <laughs> make it look pretty. So, and it's really fun. I really enjoy doing that. It's very therapeutic for me. And to see the finished product, it's like, it's, it's like writing a song. It's like, Oh my God, look at my baby. You know, it's nice. <laughs> but I have a lot of things that I like doing. I, I love anything on the ocean. Um, I love to travel. I love, um, what else do I love? So many things, biking, hiking, playing with my dog, <laughs> family stuff. Um, but as far as hobbies, yeah, there's, there's woodworking. Sometimes I do some jewelry making with, uh, with copper jewelry. I do uh, sewing also make, making, I was learning how to make clothing, but, the, but I, I st- I'm doing too many things. So I'm like, stop, stop. So I, I do um, upholstery and that, that's what I've done in the past. But maybe I'll probably pick it back up at some point and, and try to learn how to make clothing. I've made a few a few pieces of clothing here and there. You, so you, you do a lot. <laughs> I like learning new things. I like novelty. So I just but I actually it's an interesting question because because I do so much and then there's the dance too, which is was my first one. But because I do so much, I decided to focus on one thing. Not that I can't do other things, but focus on one thing and and that's what I did with my first album. I, it was almost like a wedding for me when I released my album. And it was, it was the most stressful day of my life. It was, it was so exhausting. I was beyond depleting, exhausting, stressful, anxiety creating. It was just, it was horrible and wonderful at the same time. And, but that was like my wedding. I was like, you know what, today I'm going to marry music and I'm always going to do music and I can go and do sewing, underwater, basket weaving, surfing, kite surfing, uh, whatever I want to do, but I'm always going to come back to music. So I, I had to do that because I'm this, that person who's always like, Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I want to <laughs> learn how to do that. And you know, so I got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. That's why I decided, you know, I got to do music forever. I'll be learning music because then I'll keep getting better and better, better at it. And that's, and that's, that's how that happened. I, I love that where you're always, it's like, I may have these other interests, but I'm always going to be working and picking up different techniques and different ideas and, and lessons to be better and better and better at your major pursuit, your, your music. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that. All right. 
this is this is my last question before I get to my rapid fire questions. Okay. Uh, so is there a particular song or musical passage that never fails to move you emotionally? Um, there's a couple. There's one by Vinicius de Moraes that says, Quando eu morrer, voltarei para buscar os momentos que não vivi junto ao mar. When I die, I will come back to retrieve the moments I did not live by the ocean. Wow. The yeah, the ocean is very special to us and definitely to me. And and in Brazil, I think it's it's a it's a sacred place. And there's the the goddess Yamanja from the Yoruba culture that we that we um, we worship and we talk about in so many different songs. And it's part of the religion that we practice there, the Noble. And so it's um it's just a very special place. And, and that that uh, that you know sentence or little piece of a poem, a poem is, uh, touches me always. And then there's another one. I'm trying to remember. Cida Meireles. No, it's not going to come to me. See, if I had read the question, I would have known. I would have uh, searched it out because now I can't remember what it is. But there's another Cida Meireles poem that I really like. It's not going to come to me right now. No worries, but. Thank you for, for anyway, sharing there, that one. There's also the, the Maya Angelou uh, saying that you, you can, that people won't remember what you say, but they'll, I'm paraphrasing terribly, but they won't remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And that's, that resonates a lot to me as a musician, because that's, that's what we do, right? When we're on stage and we're performing, when we're writing music that we are moving people, or at least we hope so anyway, because we are being moved by what we're, we're transmitting and we want to, we want to be reciprocal. It's like a communication. So, so that one is a good one too. <laughs> Those are great. Now you have me, I, I am a black hearted individual. I have a little mistiness right here. I, I don't, this is your fault. I'm blaming this on you. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, not sorry, not sorry, not really. <laughs> I appreciate it though. If you if you're if you're getting emotions out of this poor black soul here, you're doing <laughs> something. All right. So um I, I have my rapid fire questions and uh essentially just for the for the audience, I already told you how these work, but for the audience, these rapid fire questions are just just whatever the answer is, that's the answer. It's like I said what I said. So uh you don't have to provide any extra context unless you really want to. So first question, um, what is your dream venue to perform at? Oh gosh, I'm sorry. That's a hard question because there's so many places I would love to perform at. In DC, I'm ho I hope to perform at the Kennedy Center sometime soon. I performed at Strathmore a couple of times. That was magical. Um, I guess I'll stick with Kennedy Center for now, but there's a lot of venues like even in Brazil. Yeah. Out, outdoor festivals make me really happy. So it doesn't even have to be a fancy venue, but if we're outside and people are having a good time and it feels nice and the vibes, right? Like that's the perfect performing uh, location. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't be grandioso or anything like that. <laughs> Next one. Uh, how would you describe a perfect day? A perfect day. Wake up, go to the beach, do some running, some swimming, then go home, uh, play some music, eat a nice breakfast, eat a nice breakfast first and then play some music, <laughs> write some music, think about music, 
<laughs> and, um, and then make a bunch of food friends come over and we play some more music we dance we vibe and that's a happy day family and uh what is your most prized or most valuable no mo- let's go with most prized what's your most prized material possession my guitars well, that's, that's what a musician would say. Yes. Yes, absolutely. See, I, I was waiting. I was like, are you going to say, I was like, I was going to ask it as your favorite guitar is like, no, no, no. What's your most prized possession? <laughs> my earring. No, I would say my guitar. Yeah. Uh, what would your friends say that they appreciate most about you? <gasps> Gotta ask my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Where, what are their numbers now? <laughs> Um, maybe, maybe my energy, I guess that might be what they say. My hugs. <laughs> All right. You're, you're on brand. Uh, this is the last one. Um, so you, 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 you touched on it earlier. You got that first guitar when you were, where you're a kid. Yeah. And, uh, do you still have that guitar? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was, I knew it was, I knew what the answer was going to be, but I was like, you know what? I, I want to hear it from you. And I was like, okay, great. That's fantastic. Paint it. Cause it's not really playable anymore, but I've been meaning to paint, paint, uh, paint something nice on it so I can hang it on the wall, but I still have it. I've never great. thrown it away. <laughs> that's great. So that's literally all I have in terms of questions. And I want to thank you again for coming onto the podcast and um, with that, I want to invite you to, um, shamelessly plug, what do you got coming up? So tell them to the web, send them to the website, your social media, all of that good stuff. But thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rob. And yes, please follow me. Follow me. Cisa Paz music is my Instagram. Cisa is my website. Cisa at Gmail. That's my email. If you want to email, ask questions, you can put yourself on my mailing list. If you go on my website, that's on there. Facebook, you can just search me up. You can search me up on YouTube. There's a bunch of videos there. And I, I try to be pretty active on Instagram, but sometimes I succeed. Sometimes I fail, but I'm always coming back to it eventually. So but you can always check that out to see what I'm doing, what I'm up to watch videos of me playing, me playing guitar and singing to, to the phone, things like that. <laughs> so, Thanks again. Um, so I'll do my sign off here. So for uh, Cisa Paz, I am Rob Lee saying that there's art in and around your neck of the woods. You just got to look for it. Mm-hmm.